All right, good morning, friends. Welcome to our Sela service. Happy New Year. It is good to be with you. Uh, we are so glad you are here worshiping with us this morning at Bethany Northeast. And um, it is, again, a joy to be able to worship with you today. We have a service that is a little different than what we've normally done. Typically, this would be our brunch service. We'd have the tables all set up. We'd be eating together. Uh, but today, we're going to do something a little different, and this is known as a Selah service. In the Psalms, the word Selah shows up over 70 times. Um, it shows up in Habakkuk, too, as well. If you ever stumble upon it, you'll find it there. But the word Selah has a, a meaning that is not often um, known, right? Like, in some ways, when you read the Psalms and you see that word, Selah, some people interpret that as a pause or like a break in the, in the Psalm. Remember, these are songs that people sing, so there's also sometimes a musical note. It's raise the volume or like intensify. That's how some people interpret it. Sometimes people interpret it a little differently beyond that. They'll say that it's a call to reflect or to measure out, to weigh out the words. And so there's different ways that that word is instructive for us as human beings, as people who follow scripture, who read scripture, and who allow scripture to read us. And so our service today is designed to bring us through three different movements that are interpretations of that word, right? We won't have a sermon, but we'll have an interactive portion. We'll have song. We'll have um, different elements throughout the service. And there also is uh, space and things for kiddos here and then also outside um, K through 5. There's things that John and Amy are running as well. So uh, we'll release kiddos in a moment after a song to go and do that as well. But as we come to worship, we are excited you're here. We're excited to kick off a new year and to invite you into a space of reflection, of pause, of worship, and let's kick off to 2022 in a, um, in a great way. Let me pray for us and uh, we'll begin our service. God, we're grateful for the gift of this day and this time to gather and pause for this way to focus on you, to reflect on you, to measure out who you are and who you are to us. We pray that you would speak to us today and form us into your image. We pray this with Christ by the Spirit. And everyone said, Amen. Welcome, friends. Be still, my soul. The Lord is on your side. Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. Leave to your God to order and provide. In every change, He faithful will remain. Be still, my soul, your best, your help. free to stand with us. Be still, my soul, your God will undertake to guide the future as he has the past. Your hope, your confidence, let nothing shake. All now mysterious shall be bright at last. Be still, my soul, the waves and winds to know his voice who ruled them while he dwelt below. My soul and dearest friends, dear. 
Amen. You can be seated. And kiddos, if um, you are going to go to class or would like to go to class, there are things available for you. And so at this time, we'd love to send you off with a blessing as you um, go and encounter God. And so kiddos, if you are going to go to class, by all means, you can head out that way. John and Amy have things from K through 5 today. Uh, And we're glad that you're here. May the grace of God form within you in ways that shape you into hospitable people. So that song we just sang invites us to be still. And one of the things that we oftentimes love to do uh, as it's a new year is we reflect on what was and then look at what's ahead. And so in that vein, we invite you as we think about the Psalms to think about Selah as pause. One of the main ways that Selah is interpreted is as pausing. Pausing as an intermission. Pause as stopping, settling down. And in many ways, that's a question that is inviting us to reflect on our year and ourselves. So as we think about this, these are the different meanings that Selah means, right? Focus on Selah as intermission. I have a couple questions for us to reflect on, and then I'll lead us through a responsive reading of the Psalm 51. But as you think about your year, as you think about where you were and then what is to come, I invite you to focus on something this year moving forward you would like to pause from. Something you would like to pause from. That could be uh, that, that could be a feeling of regret that you'd like to pause from. It could be relationships that aren't feeding you. Perhaps that's something you'd like to pause from. Perhaps it's worry, right? Worry can be overwhelming, and when that happens, it makes us shut down. What, what are things in your life that you might want to pause from? I'll give you about 30 seconds to reflect on that. But take a moment. What is something you would like to pause from going into the next year? I wrote a list of things that me personally, I would like to pause from this year. And if I may be so vulnerable, let me share. One thing is performative joy. 
performative joy in a season when so much is asking us to push forward. I would like to pause from that and discover true joy, joy in the Lord. On the Enneagram, I'm a three, so uh, this might be telling. The other one would be uh, image crafting, right? That idea of posturing yourself in a way that doesn't present uh, or doesn't present in truthful ways. Another one is when skepticism turns to cynicism. That's something I'd like to pause from. When I'm overwhelmed and that just becomes cynicism. It isn't healthy. Last one's this, despair. I'd like to pause from despair. I'm reminded of Willie Jennings often who says, joy is the work of resisting despair. And it's a collaborative work. That's something I'd like to pause from. That's my list. And Selah invites us into that. This pausing as intermission invites us into that. What's your list? Don't need to share it. But think about that. What is that for you? And as you hold space for yourself to pause from things, going into the new year, let us now pray this psalm together from Psalm 51. Three verses. I'll read the leader portion, and there is a responsive collective portion. Psalm 51, verses 10 through 12. And then New International Version. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me the living spirit to sustain As we pause and as we offer ourselves up to God, God is meeting us today. And so in the next movements we have and in the next songs we have, uh, reflect on the fullness of God and come into the fullness of God as we worship together. So I wanted to just speak briefly about the songs that we're doing today. My wife and I, Addie, both really value singing together and not just singing songs in front of you. Um, Today, probably at least half the songs are new, though. And so if that feels um, unfamiliar to you, um, it's okay. And it was somewhat intentional, actually very intentional, because of the invitation to pause. So if there's lyrics that you haven't heard before, I invite you to just contemplate them, think about them. You're more than welcome to sing, but you don't feel you don't need to feel like you need to sing either. So whatever you can stand, if that feels good to you, you can sit and um, use this time to pause and ponder uh, some of what God might be saying to you today. Along this path of sorrow, along this winding road. I find myself traveling where sorrow is unknown. Chaos calls to chaos, below the waterfalls. And all your waves crash over me, I'm crushed beneath it all. I know, I know, you remain the same. Sometimes I often wonder if you ever let me down. Why does it seem I walk alone where trouble finds me out? Sorrow is my company. I fix my eyes on you. Soon again I'll praise your name and feel my soul I know, I know, you remain the same, even in, even in my wandering. 
sacred place alone. A light to always guide you along the narrow road. So steadily I keep my stride through every briar and thorn. Although my flesh will falter, my hope is in the Lord. I know, I know, you've made the same, even in, even in my wandering. Oh, I know, I know, you've made the same, even in, even in my
When everything's right, feels wrong. All of my belief feels gone. And the darkness in my heart is so strong. Can you reach me here in the silence, singing these broken songs? Looking for the light for so long, but the pain goes on and on and on. Can you reach me here in the silence? Well, one of the uh, meanings of this word Selah that I've appreciated um, and I was kind of turned on to is this idea of pausing in God's presence. Uh, it turned on to it at the beginning of 2020. Uh, we were just beginning this really complicated and confusing journey that we're in right now with the pandemic. Uh, it was close to Easter. If you remember, if you're part of Bethany, we didn't gather here that day. And... Uh, we were over at Bethany Green Lake, and um, I believe it was Ash Wednesday or one of these days, and we kind of discerned that an opportunity for us to listen to God was coming from Psalm 46, where the psalmist writes, be still and know that I am God. Um, And that's one of the psalms that has this word selah in it, and in the Passion Translation, which is a translation of Scripture that I've really appreciated the last few years, it translates Selah as pause in God's presence between each of those stanzas. And so one of the pastors over at Bethany Green Lake uh, preached a really powerful sermon, uh, Abbey Odio, and I really invite you, if you're curious, to go back on the website and find it, that really framed out a time that we didn't know what it would look like. I think at the time we thought weeks. I don't know what you were thinking. The church is closed down, schools closed down, work, you work from home, you didn't even know what that was going to look like. And now, I don't know, are we two years into this? Um, I don't know how many of you, as you came in, heard me say Happy New Year. I'm pretty reluctant to say it right now. It feels pretty inauthentic um, to, to wish you a Happy New Year. Um, uh, and so this idea of pausing in God's presence and recognizing, like, the Davises kind of just led us through so uh, beautifully that we have our doubts. We don't know. Faith is different. Uh, family looks different. Some of you just said goodbye to the family that was with you the last couple of weeks, and that's tough. Or you're with family, and that was tough. Uh, school isn't, if you're in Seattle, isn't going back tomorrow, and then you're wondering what's going to happen this year with your kids. Um, some of you have high schoolers, and most of their high school journey has been framed by this season. Uh, some of you during this time have also lived with this, uh, the injustice, the racial justice pandemic that we've been kind of dealing with as well, and all the other things that have been going with this year. So the idea of pausing in God's presence, to me, feels right. Um, at the beginning of a new year. January 2nd is kind of this weird liminal space. It's, we're in between. Some of us might do vision boards. You haven't done it yet. <laughs> or maybe it doesn't feel like you want to do it anymore because, you know, all the stuff. Uh, I had a bullet journal that I did and then stopped doing. <laughs> it's like I stopped in March. And, you know, we're just here. And so I think it's an it's a honest way to sort of come to God. Um, one thing I've been doing this year as part of my attempt at cultivating and restoring my faith is going through something called the Retreat in Everyday Life, which, which is the uh, Ignatian Retreat. Uh, a good friend of mine invited me to be part of this. And so the Ignatian Retreat is just, uh, if you know the Jesuits, the Society of Jesus, it uh, was started by this guy, Ignacio, who became St. Ignatius, and they have this 30-day retreat you can go through, which is a very intense experience. And then for the rest of us that don't have 30 days just to set aside and pray five hours a day and 
your families might kill you, there's this thing called the retreat in everyday life, and you can do it over a period of 30 weeks. And so I'm doing that. And as part of that, there's this daily examine. And so I've been working with this the last several months, and I just want to invite us into a, uh, a form of that. In, and it's intended to be done kind of in solitude, but um, I wanted to invite us to participate in some part of this examine together in community, because I do think God forms us and speaks to us in community just as powerfully, if not more powerfully sometimes, than when we're just by ourselves. So here's how I'd like to do it, uh, framing it around this idea of pausing in God's presence. Uh, I'm going to use some words from this Psalm 46 that I spoke about where it says, be still and know that I'm God. I'm going to use a different translation just to hopefully get your brain in a different space, maybe get you outside of what you know, the familiar, into a little unfamiliar. And I'm just going to have some prompts to invite you to listen, to sense what God is saying, how God is with you and present to you. So the way I want to invite us to start is just to each of us take a quiet position. I'm sitting down intentionally because I want to participate in this with you. So it might help to close your eyes. Um, it might help to place your feet flat on the floor. I've got a little high stool here, so I won't do that. But it might help to, to slide all the way back in your chair so that your back, those chairs have a little bit of a, they're not totally ergonomic, but I know they're not the most comfortable, but to just let your back touch the back of the chair. It might help to even place your hands on your lap, either closed, if that represents the way you're coming into the ear, or open down or up. I mean, whatever would reflect the posture that you want to come before God in. So find a quiet position. And then as you do that, if you can, try and relax into your chair. And then slowly and gently, just concentrate on your breathing. Give your attention to your breath. Focus down on the air moving in and out of your nostrils or your mouth. Just keep focused on that air for just a few moments while we together pause in God's presence. God, you are such a safe and powerful place to find refuge. You are a proven help in times of trouble. You are more than enough and always available whenever we need you. And so we will never fear. Even if every structure of support is to crumble away. We will not fear, even when the earth quakes, when mountains move and they're cast into the sea. For the raging roar of stormy winds and crashing waves cannot erode our faith in you. Selah. Let's gradually now grow aware of what we're hearing. What are you hearing right now? Listen to each sound. Try to distinguish each sound you hear from the general noise in the room.
And then without trying to figure out where they're coming from, just simply hear these sounds. Don't try to interpret them. Let them continue. Become aware of the fact that they're not dependent on you. God has a constantly flowing river whose sparkling streams bring joy and delight to his people. His river flows right through the city of God the Most High into his holy dwelling places. God is in the midst of his city, which is secure and never shaken. At daybreak, his help will be seen with the appearing of the dawn. When the nations are in uproar with their tottering kingdoms, God simply raises God's voice and the earth begins to disintegrate before God. Here God comes, the commander, the mighty Lord of angel armies on our side, the God of Jacob fighting for us. Selah. As you're growing aware of the sound you're hearing, you might even want to open your eyes, but what, what do you see now? As you look around the room, who do you see? What sights do you see? Remember, you're becoming fully present toward God as God is fully present toward you. Would you let God gaze on you? Would you allow God to see you right now? Just take a few more deep breaths. Everyone look, come and see the breathtaking wonders of God, for he brings both ruin and revival. He's the one who makes conflicts throughout the earth cease, breaking and burning every weapon of war. And so you can surrender your anxiety and be still and realize that I am God. I'm above all the nations. I'm exalted throughout the whole earth. Here I stand, the commander the mighty Lord of angel armies on your side, the God of Jacob fighting for you. Selah. Friends, as we sense God's presence with us and toward us, I want to invite us just to do something maybe uh, bold or unusual. I just want to invite us to name what we desire. Uh, What is it that you desire this year, in this moment, at the beginning of a new year? What what is in your heart? And what might you speak to God? 
It could be a desire to hear God. It could be an experience of love from another. It could be a desire to gain understanding. It could be a desire, like Silas mentioned earlier, for true joy. Maybe it's a desire for healing. What do you desire? Give us a moment to speak our desires to God. Friends, it's a gift to be silent before God with you. I wish you could all sit up here and see each other, just to see you communing with God. Uh, One thing we want to press into as well, that's not been part of my tradition so much, but definitely part of Silas and John's and some of yours, is to give you an opportunity to bear witness uh, to anything in your heart in this moment. Um, normally in this time for myself, and this would usually last the greater part of an hour, and so I invite you toward that if you're curious. I'd love to talk to you more about what contemplation and contemplative prayer could look like if this is new, but I would journal. I would write things down that I'm hearing. And so just for the sake of having a record of them, because we have each other <laughs> to bear witness to in this moment, I just want to invite us toward perhaps allowing space for sharing. If there's anything you're hearing from God, any desire, a hope, a word, uh, it doesn't have to be a story. It could just be an inarticulate sense. Let's leave a couple moments for that.
sense I'm having of God in this moment, I just want to invite us to respond in praying together is that God is just gently speaking. God is a gentle God and wants to gently speak to each of us and to our community and to our families. And so we're invited to listen. Um, I can speak too loud sometimes. <laughs> I don't think that's what God's like. Some, I mean, I've heard that before, <laughs> but I just have this sense that God wants to gently speak to us. And so this prayer was written by a, a Jesuit priest named John Veltri, and we'll just pray this together as we conclude this time of pausing in God's presence. And the words should be on the screen. Let's pray. Teach us to listen, O oh God, to those nearest us, our families, our friends, our colleagues and coworkers. Teach us to listen, our caring God, to those far from us, the whispers of the hopeless, the pleas of the forgotten, and the cries of the anguished. Teach us to listen, Holy Spirit, for your voice in busyness and boredom, in certainty and in doubt, in noise and in silence. Help us to be aware that no matter what words we hear, the message you desire most to speak is you are loved and in you, I, your God, delight. Amen. Good morning. My name is Abby. Um, it's been actually um, before the pandemic since I've been with you all to worship. Um, and so I'm thankful to be here. Um, and I uh, get the privilege of leading us through this next movement, this next pause, that is lifting up. So Selah means, one of the meanings is to lift up. And that might mean doing what we just did. We were lifting up our desires to God. Uh, we were lifting up our prayers. Um, we've been lifting up praise. Um, we've been experiencing pause and reflection. Um, and one way that the church lifts up Christ is by experiencing communion. And we do that on um, the first Sunday of every month uh, here at Bethany. And we do that um, in the vein of many Protestant traditions. Um, communion is usually, for us, a kind of remembrance. We come to this table, we partake of the bread and the juice as a way to remember what Christ did, uh, remember his sacrifice, and to um, really embody our salvation, to celebrate our salvation. And in a lot of Christian traditions, um, instead of coming to the meal as communion, we come to the meal as Eucharist. And this is a fancy word that means the great Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Uh, the idea that we come to this meal in uh, Eucharistic traditions not as a remembering, but as experiencing the real body and blood of Christ. Um, it's a sacramental imagination that Christ doesn't ask us to uh, just merely remember the past, but Christ asks us to feast on his real presence. That the spirit, when the priests usually in a like Roman Catholic tradition, lifts up the bread and lifts up the wine and prays that the spirit might... Um, come and meet us, that something magical, not real magical, but mysterious and divine happens, that this material becomes um, part of Christ, and that we get to ingest um, this meal that has been a gift. And so as we um, wanted to experience this Eucharist together, um, pausing from our familiar uh, communion 
in experiencing something familiar in an unfamiliar way, which has been the refrain of today, um, we decided that actually we're going to even pause from our plan um, to experience Eucharist. And instead, um, on the way in, you might have received a little snack pack communion wafer and juice. Um, And we are not going to experience Eucharist together. What we're going to do is fast corporately from experiencing the meal as a body. Um, And we're doing that in light of uh, the work of Christ. The work of Christ is one of being in solidarity with humanity. Um, So today, as uh, the variant is in the greater Seattle community, we want to be uh, mindful of how we are um, being Christ to one another, how we want to protect those who are most vulnerable um, by not unmasking all at the same time. And we also want to um, commune with those who aren't here. I am usually not here due to my baby, um, and it means the world to me to know that my brothers and sisters in Christ are remembering me um, as I worship from home, uh, that I am not forgotten. Um, So what we're going to do instead is let this meal be Eucharistic. So it's not the Eucharist because that entails the whole body uh, gathered to bless the bread and wine and to receive it as one body. But um, what we're going to do is take these little snack packs home with us. And sometime throughout this week, uh, we are going to have the meal. Let it be Eucharistic. Let it open us up to the reality that Christ is with us and that we are part of a larger body. Um, so when, when we do take the Eucharist, it is a um, telling of the story of our faith, that Christ has died, Christ has risen, and Christ will come again. So when you take this on a Wednesday or a Friday, at your home, at work, at school, um, let it be a a holy moment. Let this be uh, a moment where you proclaim that mystery and that you remember and lift up your brothers and sisters in Christ, those who you cannot be with in the present. So let us pray over our snack pack um, meals, uh, knowing that this is going to go home with us, this is going to go wherever we go, um, and it will be a meal uh, for us later. Holy God, we thank you that you give good gifts. We thank you for the gift of community, for the gift of um, speaking our desires, lifting those up to you. And God, we lift these meals up, these snack pack um, little meals that are not what we are used to, but you are a creative God. You are constantly creating in our lives, in our imaginations, in the world. So God, as we take these meals home, as we partake of the meal that you've set before us, um, all throughout the week at different times and different places, would we experience the divine presence? And would we experience the presence of the great cloud of witnesses? Would we be lifted up as we lift others up? So let us see like you see, let us hear like you hear, and let us experience the presence of Christ together. Amen. We're going to move on to doing a few more songs here. songs of joy A song you most deserve To your presence we shall come 
gladness we shall serve. We know that Thou art God, the God who fashions all. Yes, I know that I am thine. A sheep who hears thy call, to the one who has made us, bring praise. To the one who sustains us, bring praise. To the giver of all good. I will let my heart sing. I will let my heart sing. Come and let your heart sing. Come and let your heart sing. Lord, draw me through the gates into your courts with praise. Give me a pure and Bless Thy holy name, to the one who has made us. Bring praise to the one who sustains us. Bring praise to the giver of all good things. I will let my heart sing. I will let my heart sing. Let your heart sing. Let your heart sing. If you'd like to stay, feel free. Like to sit, feel free to sit. Spirit of God, if you made me for this, unlock my heart, open my lips. Spirit of God, if you made me for this, unlock my heart, open my lips. to your child an ending grace and lavish love so richly you provide to the one who has made us bring praise to the one who sustains us bring praise Giver of all good things, I will let my heart sing. I will let my heart sing. Come and let your heart sing. Come and let your heart sing. storm or drought on the rock that does not move. I will set my hope in your love, O Lord, and your faithfulness will prove you are steadfast. Steadfast. 
Doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly host. Praise Father. Son and Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Today we have reflected on three ways that the Psalms invite us to meet God and that God desires to meet us in those pauses. Yet there's more to that. We're grateful that you have spent this time in reflection, in pause, in intermission, in lifting up. We pray over you this week that this service, this meal that you're taking with you, this Eucharist, nourishes you towards a Eucharistic life, nourishes you towards embodying God in all the ways that we get to do that this week. And so go in the grace and peace of our Lord.